0: And welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm your host Scott Gerard, joined as always by the co-hosts Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. I got a few things to get into this week for you folks—some good, some not so good. Um, but we're we're gonna we're gonna bring it to you. Hope you're all staying safe uh, during this uh, these two tropical storms or slash hurricanes. Uh, I hear Laura might be upgraded to a Category Four, so I hope everyone's. Uh, safe and secure right now. Um, speaking of, uh, I know my my
1: co-hoster hunkered down in Baton Rouge somewhere, uh, so I wanted to check in with you guys. How's it going? Well, uh, you know, right now it seems like a calm before the storm. We haven't gotten anything other than a little bit of rain. But um, at my work, the uh, I've never seen so many like cherry picker like electrical trucks. The parking oh, lot yeah. in front of my in front of my office was filled with no joke like forty five trucks just ready to go. So. You know they're anticipating a big storm coming in, um, and and Baton Rouge isn't even supposed to be like really the bad part.
2: Yeah, because we're recording right now Wednesday evening, and it's really supposed to hit Lafayette Beaumont region uh, tonight around like midnight in the early hours of the morning. So we're thinking about all the Tiger family over there, hoping they stay safe. Uh, got out in time. It's looking like some people are saying it
1: might be a Category Five by the time it gets there. So it's seven miles an hour away from a category wow. five like like as far as wind goes
2: yeah so really uh the biggest one that we've seen in a while i think uh so i uh, hope everyone out there is is doing well but yeah like tommy said we're okay here and i think we're just supposed to get a little bit of heavy rain tonight nothing too a lot serious of wind, I think. yeah nothing too serious thankfully but we'll uh we'll report on how things go down
0: yeah, indeed. So I yeah, hope you guys uh, stay safe. You got each other. Hope you got some candles just in case. Uh, yeah, the, I think it's the coastal areas, man. They're expecting a surge of like 15 feet or something like that, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's scary. Uh, I think all the way up into Vermilion Parish. And I think my, some of my family lives like in the top portion of Vermilion. So uh, I mean, they won't hear this now, obviously, but... <laughs> I uh, hope they're doing all right no, I, I sent them a message earlier But um, yeah, I just wanted to hop right into it guys If that's all right with you Because, I don't know, it's just There's a, you know, a lot of different you know, news points this week And they're kind of all over the place So I don't, I don't know where the conversation will take us But I wanted to start with the, the preseason top 25 uh, football you know, For, uh, it's it's crazy Because they, they got top 25 teams, uh, as usual But what I don't know. Um, You would see your usual names, you know, Clemson's number one, Ohio State two, Alabama three, Georgia, Oklahoma. LSU checks in at number six, and then, you know, some others, uh, Penn State, Florida, Oregon, Notre Dame to round out the top ten, and the rest, so on and so forth. I think there's five SEC teams this time, but I don't know. Uh, First of all, you know, I get your reaction to it, but I guess what gets me is. There's teams ranked here that aren't even playing,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so it's like why, why, why are you ranking guys in conference that aren't even playing? Uh, still, it's just this weird AP thing. Because remember, back in 2003, LSU won the national championship game, mm-hmm. but the AP awarded a its title to USC. So I just feel this is very weird. Uh, I think check LSU at number six is it's fair, you know, based on who they've lost, which was a lot, almost, but not everybody. Um, you know, but they still got, you know, most of the same coaching staff. So I uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you, th- I'll start with you, Tommy. What do
1: you think of, uh, you know, the top 25 itself, but, you know, also where, where they put LSU? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely weird that they're including these, these teams that will not be playing. Um, <laughs> but like you said, I mean, you took it out of my mouth. Like the AP stuff, AP is always yeah. just weird. They just do it weird. So um, I think they said like, this is going to be the only one where they rank teams that don't play games. So I guess that's good. <laughs> um I I feel like, you know, at the end of the season we could still hear we could hear like Ohio State people being like, yeah, well do we can we get in the playoff? Like can they put us in? Maybe we can sneak in as a as a backdoor undefeated uh team. But uh as far as LSU goes, I think, you know, six is probably um I guess six is really what number five, because you take out Ohio state. So I guess I kind of, I think that's about accurate. I don't, I don't know. I feel like we might be, I feel like we're probably better than Oklahoma. Um, well, we proved it last year. Well, we I definitely proved it last year. I, I would, I, team, I get it. A different team now, but, but still um, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I think that around, I, I know we're not going to, I know we're not number one. I know we're not number two, probably yeah. not number three. I think, I think four, five, and six, there's some argument. I think we could easily slide into that number four spot. But at this point, you know, six, number six, there's only room to go up.
2: Yeah, that was only my kind of, not complaint, but point was, I think LSU deserves to be ahead of Oklahoma, at least just the way things played out the end of last season. Obviously, they're returning a lot of talent, uh, and we maybe not so much. But, I mean, we're the national champions, and they got – Clapped up in the semifinals. So uh, maybe some clout there. But shout out to the one uh, brave soul who ranked LSU number one. That's <laughs> probably the guy, like some rider in Baton
1: Rouge or like New Orleans. Mitch Rabelay or somebody. Yeah, just a homer uh, giving us the, the number one spot. You um, know, I th- the interesting thing that, that I saw, and I can't remember exactly the number, but like this is the first time in some odd years that the defending national champion is not ranked within the top five. So we
0: just fell off that hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, before last year, I think they were always ranking LSU in the teens, no matter what they did the season before last year was different. Uh, of course now obviously the same too. So, you know, a little, a little respect
1: for the program, which is nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it really doesn't matter at this point. we just got to get to September 26, get on the field and really see who, see who the real, uh, Number one team is right, right, and see. Well, hopefully, we see all the same you know players because they also released
0: the uh, the the preseason All American list, and you know there's a couple Tigers that made it. You could probably guess who they might be. One on offense and one on defense. Um, if you were to guess Derek Stingley on defense, you would be right. And if you said Jamar Chase on offense, you would also be correct. Uh but that, you know that was about it. I would think you know maybe another tiger might make uh,
2: make the list but but no. Um wasn't Jacoby Stevens like second team or something like that? He yeah. was might be, might be making that up. E,
0: e, you are. I don't see him. <laughs> 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 uh but it's anyway, like, all uh, SEC. Yeah, I think yeah, That's one of the guys that I think could be, you know, like he's a preseason all American. Uh especially since he's going to you know, be like one of the lone returning starters on the defense. Uh, but you, you guys could take a look at the list. I think there are like six six Bama players on it, which, you know, whatever. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's who I would expect to be on the list. Um, I think a lot of these guys, you know, like I said, with the, uh, the top 25 list, um, a lot of them are not going to be playing. You know, May check out whatever the Heisman list is now. Uh, I think some of those guys probably aren't going to be playing, even though they're, they're on there. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, if you're looking at Thorpe Award winners, I'd say Derek Stingley's probably a, a prime candidate because you know, he's only playing with uh, three other conferences. So, I don't know. This is kind of weird. Like, you know, uh, oh, this is weird, though. They had Justin Fields' as second team quarterback, I guess, because of Trevor Lawrence. But uh, I don't know. I think those could be interchangeable. Um, Do you guys take a look at the list or have any thoughts on it?
1: Um, you know, I think that, I think the one, the one position that I kind of thought LSU could make a play for, I understand why, um, you know, we haven't even seen him on the field yet, but I think a preseason All-American to watch out for a Tommy preseason All-American would be, uh, Eric Gilbert. I think that, I think he's the, he's the guy who at the end of the, at the end of this season, he's going to be somebody who, who's a star in college football. Probably be it will probably be like the top tight end in all of college football when it's all said and done.
2: Yeah, that makes sense, especially because in college, in particular, the tight end is not like a super heavy use position. So you don't even have to have that amazing of a season to kind of
1: to make, really stand out. In yeah, a, to in make a your Position to group that's there. probably not as um, not as high profile as as wide receiver or something like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, but I mean, when you're that highly touted, you know.
0: It's. I don't know. Have they ever uh, have they ever given that title to someone who hasn't even played it down in college football?
2: I don't um, think they've don't ever think so. done any preseason All Americans like as a freshman.
1: Yeah. Um, but that's but but the but my preseason All Americans we do that. So <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good to stand out. <laughs>
2: that's the, the media source everyone's looking to. <laughs> when
1: I re- when I release my preseason All American team, the world the world stops and watches. Hmm. Yeah, as, as they should. Uh, speaking of which, I'm sure
0: there's going to be a big news drop tomorrow because it seems like after every time we broadcast, like the next day, something else is released, you know. But by then we've already recorded, so what can you do? Um, Yeah, so I don't know. It's, uh, like I said, a lot of good names on there. Looking forward to it, but a lot of them aren't playing. So I don't know. It's, it'll still be interesting to see, you know, if like if some of these other teams – because. I heard, you know, some of the guys in the big 10, you know, they still want to play. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Have you guys seen or heard anything to where some teams might band together even for just this
1: season? That's, that's what, that's what the talk is. You know, I think Ohio state is, is trying to get something done. And, uh, is it Michigan? I think Michigan was in there as well. Of course, Nebraska was kind of openly against it to begin with against not playing. And so, um, as was Iowa, yeah, yeah, and so I think that the uh that the main issue that I've heard about is that it's really about the the TV contracts, and that the contracts are all the TV rights are all done through the through the uh conference. The conference, yeah, and so the big the big ten would just say, well, if you play this season alone, then good luck getting back in. We won't let you back in now, if it's Ohio State, I don't know how you can tell Ohio State you can't come back to the big Ten, but. <laughs> It's like they are the Big Ten, basically. They are the Big Ten, yeah.
2: In, in football. Yeah, it'd be really weird to see just a bunch of kind of small rogue conferences just kind of popping up, coalitions of whatever five or six teams kind of doing their thing. Like if we went with LSU, A&M, like Ole Miss, Mississippi State, then Auburn, Alabama is like a little six-team group, and then we like played each other twice or something like that.
1: That would be interesting. Uh, I'd say just fold them in. Put them into the put them into the SEC or put them into the ACC or, or the Big Twelve.
0: Yeah, I'd say we're pretty. We've got plenty of room. How we give, we can definitely give the Big 12, Twelve two. That way, they'll actually have twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, the ACC, I think they could use some stiffer competition. We can give them
1: a couple. We can just uh-huh. demote. We can demote like NC State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so. Yeah, I
0: don't know. Like I said, maybe that'll be the the big news that drops tomorrow. They form some, you know, American COVID 2020 conference or something just for the sake of this this season we're having. Um, But uh, I don't know. It's a it's a wild west. Um, Did want to mention a bit of LSU news, um, mostly in the form that their well, their O-line has now been quarantined. Uh, I don't. I don't know, guys. It, did they say if, uh, if like, it, everyone involved was in quarantine? It was it more or less like what they say is like, well, we know one person's quarantined, but you know, if they're on the offensive line, they've been close with these other guys and practice and meeting rooms and all that, so uh,
1: they are all affected or you know in suspicion of having it. So I, th- I think it's like a, i think it's kind of all of the above. Like they they've said that I think one. One confirmed player in in that position group had it, and because of that, they've taken necessary precautions. And so, right. players who have interacted with him or with them—I don't know if it's—have does, 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 you heard anything? Like, I don't know if it's multiple players, but you know, definitely at least one more than more than zero have <laughs> have gotten it, and because of that, the offensive line uh, will be quarantining.
2: Yeah, from what I'm reading, at least one offensive lineman has tested positive, and all but four of the offensive line group have been quarantined due to either testing positive or having been in close contact with the people who have tested positive. So they could potentially be positive in the next couple days. And then the reports are that basically there's not even enough people to run the offensive line as a group in practice at this point, and they will need to be quarantined for the next 10 days. So LSU will be without pretty much – an offense in practice for the next 10 days. And since well, it'll be a seven on seven. Yeah. I, I or, mean, I, I
0: guess, uh, or they could pull someone from the, from the defensive line that may not be, you know, you know, like some freshman. come, I don't know. They could pull somebody. Cause you know, a lot of those guys used to play both ways. So, uh, and some probably converted, you know, one way or the other, they could make it happen. But see, this is what scares me about the season going forward is like, what if you're on, you're in game three and you're gearing up for, Florida or Auburn or whoever and then all of a sudden you know there's one one guy in the defensive backs room that's got it now everyone's affected
1: and you know that's that well that's why you know what I'm like get it out of the way or get it out of the way now (laughs) you know what I mean like so they should just all have a COVID party inside like the, the weight room or something I've kind of been saying that for a while now but you know that's not uh I don't think that's that's what we what what protocol is no, um, no, it's not. but I would say that, I mean, I don't know. I'm not as, I'm not as like, I'm not, I'm not terrified about this. Like I feel like give them 10 days, they get back by this point. I feel like they're like, I, I know that they're going to, I know they're missing like a, a little bit of, you know, 10 week 10 days, almost a uh, practice, but I don't think that that's going to cost them cost in LSU as the season or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, no. I don't, I don't I just see think
0: it. Um, no, I hear what you're saying. I just feel like, you know, cause I, it's funny you said protocol. That's what I was going to mention was uh, according to the Southeastern conference, COVID-19 protocols, um, any player that tests positive must isolate for at least 10 days after their test. Um, and then I guess after that, you know, or, or their symptoms have to disappear for like 24 hours before they can return um so I guess that's the only thing that scared me you know like if Derek Stingley got exposed on a Thursday he'd have to wait 10 days and you know in football world that's that's two games so uh I guess that's
2: that's one good thing about the SEC starting not for another month is that these type of things can maybe come and pass uh before then because that gives us 30 days built in speaking of which is one month away from today um but yeah, so if it is going to happen, which it seems like it will to some small or large extent, then maybe we can get them out the way. And then I think the general science right now is that if you get COVID, you're immune for approximately three months after that. So that will be most of the rest of the season. So hopefully we'll have enough people good to go for that time period. Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully, uh, I mean, that's as if, as if that was the one position group that, you know, really couldn't afford to, to lose anybody. Uh, but, uh, I don't know, like Coach O said, um, you know, a few weeks ago, they're getting a lot of classroom time. So if these guys have to be quarantined and, you know, do whatever they need to, you know, if they're not on the field of practice with the team, they can just study film. It's going to be a real cerebral team. <laughs>
2: oh <my God. laughs> a lot, yeah. lot of big, big brains. Exactly.
0: Um, so, I don't know, I think that was pretty much all the the football news that was out there. There was uh, kind of a, you know, I don't know if it's a, a big wave, a, a Wade wave, uh, but the uh, there was some news that dropped about Will Wade and the basketball program. And I don't know, I guess things are kind of still in motion. They're in the uh, system, the, the NCAA system, you know, however they uh, uh, process things. But... Uh, there was a guy at ESPN, Mark uh, Schleyball, who's reporting that LSU coach Will Wade is allegedly either arranged or offered, quote, impermissible payments, unquote, uh, to at least 11 potential recruits. Um, I guess that's what they're still researching. I don't know. I remember when we were talking about, you know, basketball season last time, uh, we kind of thought this was in the clear. We didn't really hear anything. I guess the NCAA has been, tunneling right along with this um, you know dicky dicky vitala has been out there talking about it and everyone's saying ah oh, whatever you're crazy um you know my, myself included thinking you know nothing's happened i haven't heard anything about it but all of a sudden this pops up so it makes me wonder uh i don't know does lsu have a problem here we kind of thought it went away but maybe it didn't uh, i'll start with you daniel is this um i don't know do you think uh will wade is uh just have to ride this, this initial wave out, or do you think there's like a really some, some huge exposure here?
2: To me, well, these are obviously the similar allegations as to what was happening during last season and even before that. So this has been going on for years at this point, And most of it is pretty much in the rearview mirror. And I'm sure that the LSU program is, has gotten them on the straight and narrow for many potential uh, things that may have been occurring and then further than that, uh, this kind of reminds me of like in the, the general media, whenever like a scandal would happen to J- Donald Trump or something is like, oh, this will be the thing that ends him. And then like two weeks later, it's like not even a thing. It just kind of like bounces off of him and then things move on from there. Uh, and so I think this is a bit of a similar situation where Wilway is like, all right, yeah, that's fine. And until anything, like he gets fired or whatever, like something serious happens just kind of keeps on trucking like business as usual and so you know you never want to see something like this about your program it paints us in a pretty bad light but I don't think it's the the end times for the LSU basketball program. Hmm.
1: Tommy? Well we'll have to we'll have to wait I, you know I, I do think that uh, I I'm, I'm just what I'm what I'm waiting for is for the self-imposed punishment I th- I would, I'm expecting some sort of self-imposed punishment because if I recall correctly, LSU didn't really pay the Piper for any of the allegations before, like other than when they suspended Will, they suspended him for what, the end of the season, but he got to coach in the play, in the tournament.
0: Uh, yeah. 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 But didn't they canceled the tournament. So
1: no, no, I'm talking about two years ago. It
2: was 2018. Oh, yeah. sorry.
1: Sorry. Um, because yeah that was the way it all blew up or no 2020 20, yeah 2019 2019 two 2018 19. yes it's when that's when it all blew up right before the tournament he coached and then or not right before well probably about halfway into the season maybe four. in it's when it blew up they suspended him but then he got to come back and co- he coached in the in the ncaa tournament isn't that right
2: yeah, cuz they had the the assistant coach step up for like a couple of games. Yeah. And then that, that was kind of the end of that. And everyone was like how is this guy coaching when like he basically should be whatever cut off from the program and then he was like, "Eh, I'm going to do
1: it anyway." Yeah. So so but that's what I so what I'm thinking is like it's almost been this like slow burn from the NCAA of like different allegations and I I think uh I think that L will probably I feel like they'll probably self-impose either a scholarship. um, I think they'll probably, yeah, I would probably have to be a scholar, a scholarship uh, reduction, because the NCAA wants they want programs to to self-police them, you know, police themselves. They don't really want to get involved and have to and 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 like dole out these big punishments because it looks better from. It looks better from their perspective if the university does it themselves. Um, and usually, what happens is like if if the NCAA, if if your school um, doles out their own punishment before the NCAA comes out comes for you, you, the NCAA usually accepts it as a as penance and everything's good. We haven't done that yet because of will Wade. The LSU's kind of just you know put the ball in the NCAA's court and say, okay, like really like prove it to us, prove it to us. Well, they
0: did suspend him though. So to me, that's like some form of, all right, hold
1: on. We, you know, we can't just let this go. Well, Uh, but, but clearly that clearly that wasn't enough for the NCAA. Right. Well, because they're, they're still coming after it.
0: Right. Well, I don't know. I, as far as, you know, self-imposed sanctions go, I'm, I guess my, my thoughts kind of align with that of Nick Saban. Let's just suspend somebody for a half for the next game. <laughs> you know, we'll suspend uh, whoever the top recruit is for the first half of LSU basketball's next game. And, you know, then we can go all get on with our lives. Does that sound fair?
1: For Nick Saban, it is fair, <laughs> but...
0: Right, I know. <laughs> no, but, uh, sh- you know, I, I surely I jest. Um, but I don't know, it seems... Like it just won't go away, but it's, I don't know, just based on what the NCAA said, which, um, you know, even if Will Wade, you know, if, if LSU were to, you know, impose some sanctions themselves, whatever that might be, um, the NCAA's wording uh, kind of suggests that the NCAA is looking at LSU also. And uh, because uh, there was one of the the guys that's looking into this case. This guy's name's he's, I guess he's the vice president of enforcement, Jonathan Duncan. Uh, he specifically said uh, that you know Will Wade is quote uh, you know employed in a leadership position at LSU, yet the institution has been unable to secure his full cooperation and is accountable for his behavior. So to me, that says they're looking at LSU also because. Yeah. Uh, And I I don't want to say I can't imagine that this something like this would warrant a, you know, like a a death sentence like SNU. I mean, they only only did that once before that one time. So I I can't imagine that it's that serious. But it seems like they're trying to indict LSU in on this, which I I don't know. It's like they how how could they know? Do you really think uh, who is it at the time? Was it Joe Oliva? Like you really think he's watching over Wade's shoulders? He's making these phone calls. I, I don't think so. So I don't know what they can, how they can say
1: LSU is, you know, knowingly to let it happen. But it's I don't know it's it's such a it's such a flawed system. The the whole you know, and I feel like I, sometimes I feel like a broken record whenever we talk about NCAA stuff because I always say this, but I think it's important because most people don't re, don't think about it that way. The NCAA portrays itself as a as almost like a government. You know what I mean? Like Mark Emmert's the president, and they have. Uh, and they, they have, you know, investigated, they investigate things and they, you know, will come in and it's like on the blind side, you know, at the very end of the blind side that uh that like investigator lawyer kind of comes in and scare and tries to scare Michael or it feels like you're watching a, a crime drama. And so they but the only reason that they have any power is because institutions like LSU say they do and conform. And so that's why like i don't that, that's why they they um they need and they want lsu or whoever the suspect organization, uh, institution is to cooperate with their system and do and, and you know and do what they feel like needs to be done i think they probably wanted lsu to fire will wade when the whole thing happened 2 years ago lsu kind of said make us and that's where the standoff's been ever since. So, I feel like uh, I feel like now it's almost like it's almost like payback.
2: Yeah, if things really do go south and like Will Way gets fired or whatever, um, I'll I'll coach the Tigers for free. I don't really. Yeah, have,
1: I'd do it for free. I don't have
2: a problem with that. And um,
1: well, I don't. Come on, I'm not free.
2: And if we uh, have some scholarships taken away, then uh, I'll play for LSU as well. I'll be like LeBron. I'll be the player coach. You have some Um, eligibility, right? That's true. I I have four years eligibility left. I never played any college sports. Uh, I just talk about them into a microphone.
1: (laughs) I wish we could letter letter for podcasting. Dana, what if we became part of the L club for podcasting?
2: Does LSU have a competitive podcasting team?
1: (laughs) If they did, I bet we'd be the best ones.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. It's, I guess they're still doing their, their, you know, their investigations, but it just, I don't know. It just kind of the fact that it's still around is weird. Cause you know, I think around the same time that this, you know, this stuff initially came out with LSU, uh, you know, it's stuff came out about other programs, you know, programs that were traditionally better than LSU, like Kansas and, you know, I was thinking about, yeah. in Arizona, it's like, well, what's happening with these guys. But I mean, they'd already came out with, Uh, notice of allegations against Kansas, the NCAA did way back in May. And, uh, you know, some level ones violations, which are, you know, the more severe type in the NCAA rule book. Uh, But they, you know, they also levy some charges against the coach. And, I mean, there's some against the football team too, but I think all this stuff started with the the basketball team. So, I I don't know. I can't imagine that it would be more serious than whatever they're going to throw at Kansas,
1: although I I feel like that stuff's still being – it just, like have, it just seems like they have. It seems like they have it out for Will Wade at this point, right? Like it's, and and you know, to be well, they, to be completely fair, he didn't do himself many favors.
2: <laughs>
0: no, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we did hear a tape of him saying something, but
1: uh, still, well, it's I don't like, even mean. I don't even mean that. I think that I you think Don Walling. Yeah, I think that if if Will Wade if Will Wade had come out and maybe not, I'm not going to say had been honest. But it'd been a little bit less defiant. Um, I think. I think he might. I think he. I think this thing might be over. You know, it's everybody has to bend the knee to the NCAA, and if you don't, you're going to pay. Right, right. Well, that's fair enough. Um, and
0: you know, to be honest, he, you know, Will Wade did kind of take a standoff approach initially. because yeah. like, I remember the university asking him to come talk, and he said, "Nope, nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope." I got my lawyer and, uh, you know, we're going to, I'm just going to wait and see what happened. I don't know if it was something like that, but it's like, I remember LSU wanting him to come in and talk, but he, yeah. he didn't want to. So I think that's why the NCAA is pointing a finger at LSU. But uh, I mean, LSU did ask like, what can we do? You know, we, we can't go to his house with, you know, thugs and like bring him in to make him testify or talk to you. He's got a lawyer. Well, that Anyone that's
1: get a, it's, get a lawyer. <laughs> it's like, it's like what, uh what, what, um Dawkins said Chris I almost said Brian Dawkins <laughs> not not Brian Dawkins Brian Christopher, Christopher <laughs> Dawkins is it okay. Chris yeah Christopher right you're asking Christian, Paul, you're Christian asking a Dawkins person there. in that in that documentary about the um the will like basically about Will Wade and you know, uh he says that you know they talk about look like nothing that any of these people do is illegal like you're not going to go to prison for giving a college a college student cash, like it's not illegal, and so the so like when LSU says, "What do you want us to do about Will Wade?" Like we can't we can't really like there's not you know like you said there's nothing illegal about it. Lock him up. <laughs> right? Isn't Hold there
0: some isn't there some sort of a liability though? Maybe I don't know if it's criminally, maybe it's civilly. But you know, like if you're shaving points for games, then that's affecting other you know, other industries like, you know, gaming, Vegas, all that stuff. Doesn't that did, wouldn't that kind of uh, touch in that that uh that area?
1: Um well assuming you're not shaving points, like how what what is I know. It?
0: But I mean that's what I'm saying is like at some point there is you know stuff that's it's not criminal. You're just you know you're just trying to win. But in some areas where you you know, you're deceiving other people, like a mass audience across the country,
2: and doing a fraud. <laughs>
1: well, a lot of people would say that the NCAA is committing a fraud in the in in calling all these players student athletes. I
0: just, I don't know where I was thinking it was kind of uh, you know the dust had kind of settled on this Will Wade thing. Now I'm not so sure. Now I think you know there's still something kind of on a low boil with the NCAA. I guess we'll I guess we'll see what happens with that. But uh, uh, and unfortunately, I wish I had greater news to go to, but I but I don't really. Um, uh, Some former LSU Tigers, uh, Grant Delpit and Greedy Williams, who are both uh, starting out their training camp with the Browns. Uh, You know, it's awesome that they're both going to get to play together. But unfortunately, uh, they both suffered uh, injuries uh, basically on the same day. Uh, Grant Delpit was uh, cut it off. With what most believe is a torn Achilles, which means he was uh, probably going to miss the rest of the season. And I think uh, Greedy Williams, it, it, I don't think it was necessarily defined, but he, he's got a, a shoulder injury and he was uh, he missed the rest of, of practice. So uh, really unfortunate to hear because uh, that would have been great to see DBU in the NFL on the same team. Like how, how often does that happen? Like straight out of college, no less. Uh, but uh, our, our wishes to those guys on a, a speedy recovery, um, and uh, so another bit of I guess unfortunate uh, post uh, post LSU football news: uh, Darius Geist was kicked off the Redskins for some off the field incidents, uh, and some of it kind of dates back to well, I guess it all dates back to LSU. Uh, supposedly he you know had uh, had violated some students while he was at LSU, and it it just never came about at least in the legal system there. Um, and I don't know, coach Orgeron was drug into it. Everyone's saying he was the coach at the time. How did he let this happen? But what most people didn't realize is he wasn't the head coach at the time. He was just an assistant coach at that time, yep. but I guess he knew about it. And that was that, but uh, another thing tying him to that was, uh, some other, uh, player or recruit, I guess. Um, one of the women that, Darius guys who allegedly assaulted was his girlfriend and he came to Kocho to talk to him about it and Kocho says well you know it happens more or less uh, i don't have the quote in front of me but he's basically just saying yeah that's what girlfriends do sorry which kocho came out with a statement he said it, that's not that's not what i said uh, you know he he kind of denounced what happens and I, I don't know it's just kind of a weird story there's still still kind of murky to me about, you know, what, what the relationship was with Coach O to Darius Geis and this other player. Um, but it, I mean, the, the allegations are serious, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I just, I just don't even know what to to make of it because it's just, it's like, this was, you know, years ago, but now it's coming out now. So I don't know, Tommy, uh, is this, I don't know what, what was your, what's your take on this? Cause I, I don't really know where to, I don't even really know where to go for it. It's hard to hear about news like this, but it just, I don't know, it just kind of seems murky because it's in the past and we're just now finding out about it.
1: Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's very unfortunate, obviously, like, especially, um, you know, if, if all the allegations are true or some of them are true or some of, you know, it, does, it doesn't really matter. Like the, the, just the mere fact that we're talking about it is is very unfortunate. It's terrible to hear that especially that you know a player who I think a lot of people looked up to. I liked Darius guys a lot while he played for LSU. So it's I, mean, I I I hope it's not true, but I also hope that if it is that you know he faces what I guess he what he deserves or what what is you know quote unquote justice. Yeah. As far as Coach O goes, that's where I think that I think there could be some. I think I believe Coach O in this because I. I just don't believe that Coach O is whether a, a head coach or a defensive line coach at the time um, can, is concerning himself with the inner workings of of, of players. You know, there are almost a hundred players on the team. Is he really? Does he really know who's sleeping with who and whose girlfriend's who and who's this and this? I kind So when I read his state, you know, I was kind of thinking the same thing when, when the story when the when the rumor came out. I was, I kind of had a thought in my head of like, and then I, be, I bet there, the truth is somewhere in the middle. And then when he put his statement out, I, I was like, yeah, that's what I thought, which is Kocho probably knew that who, the player was dating this girl. He probably, and then, and then what the story is is that the player was dating this girl. Uh, the player knew about the incident with um, various guys. And because of that, he said, I, I, th- I think the quote was like, I couldn't even look at him in the face in a meeting. Like you know, I would have, if I, if not, I would have like, you know, attacked him or something. And so I, I what I kind of, what I kind of guessed happened. And I think what kind of coach, o, uh, you know, alluded to in his, in his statement was like coach O probably heard, Oh, well, this player and Darius have a problem. And Oh, well, why do they have a problem? Hey, other player, you know, Hey, Hey, you, why, why do they, why do they not like each other? Why does he hate Darius, guys? And then the, that player probably told him, Oh, well, you know, he slept with his girlfriend and not, not mentioning the fact that I, uh, you know, or not mentioning what, whether it was, you know, the circumstances of that event. And I, I could totally see a coach. Cause I feel like a coach. Uh, I feel like I know coaches who would do this where, they think they have all the information and they go to you and they say, say, Hey man, like we got to be a team. Like we got to, you know, come on, we got to stick together that, you know, stuff like that happens, but like, we're, we're, we're greater than that. We can overcome it. Let's get together kind of thing. Um, and that's kind of what he said in his statement where, you know, he's, he was, he was, he didn't, he, where he never, he was like, no, I didn't, I didn't say that happened. Like girl, you know, your girlfriend's cheat on you, like get over it. It was, you know, something more along the lines of, um you know w- w- you have a great opportunity at this at this university to get a p- paid for college education and, and play and better yourself and don't forget that because i because th- i think at the time the player was contemplating leaving Trim- the program yeah no he was and i, I want
0: to read the quote real quickly then i want to get uh daniel's take but just since we've been about it uh you know, Coach O said the, you know, the, the allegations made against Darius Guy should be taken seriously and the alleged victims must be heard, and he supports that. He's going to uh, stand up for what's right and comply with all of Title IX protocols and procedures. And I guess he's saying the, the quote that everyone's trying to tie him to was an anonymous quote attributed to me by a former player in the USA Today is not accurate. Out respect for the young man's privacy. I will not reveal the full details of the conversation. What I will say is that a player came to me in my office to discuss transferring for our program. I think that's what you were talking about, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also discussed the player's relationship challenges with his girlfriend, and I told him what I would tell my own sons. We all experience heartbreak growing up. Do not throw away a promising academic and football career at LSU because of a personal obstacle. And I think that's what's been taken possibly and twisted into Hey, everybody cheats, get over it type of attitude. Uh, but that's what Coach O says. So apparently he remembers the incident in very explicit detail. So, uh, you anyway, know, I, I, I kind of respect well, Coach O for respecting his privacy.
2: All right. So I, I've never been in a college sports environment, so things can work in their own kind of intricate way there. I don't really know what goes on behind the curtain, and I'm not any expert legal counsel either. But from my own personal experience, typically, if you have some sort of dispute with your your coworker, or your colleague, or in this case, your teammate, you elevate that to your supervisor, which would be your coach. And it seems that he did that. And he definitely had some conversation with Coach O. We don't know, I think, at this point, that Coach O was his direct, like, you have to go talk to Coach O if you have a problem. Like, who, who knows who could have been the, the point of contact there. Um, So Coach O could have just been some advisor or some other relation there, but they definitely had some conversation about it. Obviously, like we discussed, the details aren't uh, super specific, but then if your, your problem continues and the person you've reported it to either does not take it seriously or elevate it or resolve that conflict and you think it should be. Then that's when you, I would think, would try to to bypass that person and go to the next level and escalate. So in this case, maybe this would be talked to the head coach at the time, Les Miles, or uh, towards other LSU administration. And so, given that, it's hard to to lock in on Coach O as being kind of a bad guy in this situation. Maybe he did, didn't give the man the best like relationship advice, um, but. And, I mean, it's hard to say what's going on. I mean, this is Coach O talking to some high school – or not high school, some college athletes. They uh, do what they're going to do. But, like, so maybe Coach O didn't give him the perfect advice, but it's hard to say that he is really at fault here, I guess. Yeah. And it made me almost just the system is at fault and not necessarily any one person. So uh, we're like, you want to have these issues, obviously terrible things, allegations of assault and whatnot. You want these to be resolved and, and not happen. Uh, but I guess the the right procedures need to be followed. I guess.
1: Well, and, and I think that it, it's important to realize that, like, that you can have Coach O having this conversation with this player about his relationship advice, and Darius guys can also be doing terrible things, but they don't have to be intertwined. Uh, you know, like they're not mutually or they're not or they can be mutually excused. Um, and and you know, I think that. Coach from Coach O's perspective, you know, he's he's coached many, many, many kids. You know, they're at the time they're probably 2018, 19, 20. Yeah. Across the country. Across the country. he's he's probably this is not the first time he's he's dealt with girlfriends and you know, and how that all works. And so um, I can I can totally see where Coach O coming from a good faith perspective point of view is trying to, is just trying to give the, give this player like the best advice that he can with the information he has and say, look, man, you know, in my, in my, what, 60 years of experience, you know, like I've seen players deal with relationship problems too, and I don't want it to cost you your chance at an education, your chance at at playing for LSU. So I, I, I get where he's coming from. And I, and I, you know, I liked the statement a lot. I thought it was, I thought it was a good way to say it. Yeah, definitely. And um, I don't
0: know Well, I had, I had this question um, real quick. This is, that's, that's what I was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, well, I guess my question was, do we know, cause you just said recruit and, you know, I totally want to respect the privacy, but was it, did they say where? Cause I, I would think, you know, if it's guys, was it a running back recruit? So, I mean, I immediately started thinking about that, but then again, I think sometimes they just, kind of pair of guys who i think they might match up with so you could meet some player from your different position group and that's like your recruiting contact on the team right like it it wasn't it wasn't uh definite that this recruit in question was like
1: a running back no no i think i think the reason that i don't think it even had to do with that The, the the thing was is that his girlfriend was a was an also an athlete and she was a year older than him Oh, I got so you. She, so Darius, she met Darius Geis okay. at LSU. Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. He was at the time, at the time of the alleged offense by Darius, um, he was in high school being recruited. When he came in for his freshman year, it had already happened. And, and that was the point where he was like, I can't even look at this guy in the face. If I had to guess, and I, this is all speculation, I have no idea. Uh, if I had to guess, I would think I, I wouldn't be surprised if the player was a defensive lineman. Right. I yeah, but I, I totally can relate with what that guy was feeling. It's
0: like, yeah, well, I, I get here and now I'm you know dealt with this. Uh, I don't know that I. I mean, I couldn't look him in the face either. Yeah. Especially you know the team room, position room, whatever. It's like, how am I supposed to be excited about this season when I got to look at this guy all season long, knowing yeah. he's like the star running back too. You yeah. Know? I just, what do you, man, that's a weird position to be in. Um, And then what are you going to do? Leave and have your girlfriend there by herself? No. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Man, that's uh, that's horrible news. So I don't want to end on just bad news. So I think we we could probably probably try and find a couple positive uh, takes to end with. One of which, uh, because Coach O gave a a press conference recently, and, you know, they're asking about uh, players and, Uh, This was uh, yesterday, actually. Um, And Coach O had a lot of praise for the new transfer linebacker, Jabril Cox, saying he came in with a great attitude, hasn't heard him say a word. He's just focused, razor sharp. Uh, And Coach O is just really high on the guy, which, you know, of course, you know, I I think we all would be just having watched his tape and we're kind of excited about the signing. But, you know, Coach O is already seeing something. You know, I don't think he would say anything if he didn't, see something that he liked so I thought that was good to hear um I don't know if I'd seen any video on the guy but uh a lot of potentials there and you know I mean he just he just looks so much better in purple and gold than I think green and yellow but that's just me uh another another bit of news was um I don't know if you uh you know if anyone's paying attention to the Heisman odds uh but again there's you know players from other conferences in there which I I don't know I, don't, I still don't really get but uh, and a couple, some LSU guy, or one LSU guy at least made the list. And that was Miles Brennan, uh, the assumed starting quarterback for the Tigers. He came in at 14 to one odds. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's, I don't know. I don't know if our, our buddy Daniel here had too much better odds beyond that, but uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. You know, considering the guys never really started a game, he doesn't have like a starting game under his belt. He's had some action, obviously. And he's the, uh, you know, he's taking the reins this fall. And I, I don't know. They, they, the fact that they had him in the Heisman odds, I, I thought that was like a a respectful nod. I I don't know that I would have had him quite that high. Uh, I mean, I want to hear about from both of you guys, but Tommy, you're, I think you're the, uh, you're, you're the, the odds maker
1: more than I am. Uh, what do you think of Brennan coming in at 14 to one? I mean, I think, I think you gotta, you gotta just call it the burrow effect. Because I mean <laughs> like without, the butterfly effect, the much because there's no chance I don't think in any world that Miles Brunan is a fourteen to one uh gets fourteen to one to win the Heisman without having so much success at the uh quarterback position at LSU last year. You know, yeah, like you said, he hasn't started a meaningful snap. Um well, I guess he kinda started he kinda battled back and forth his freshman year, but um you know, he he hasn't really played at a Heisman caliber level at any point. And uh, so I feel like LSU is almost, you know, we're kind of getting to that point. I, well, it's a little bit too early to say we're, we're almost like Oklahoma. But, you know, if we can, if, if Miles Burning can put together uh, like a, an ex- another, you know, another exceptional, he doesn't have to win the Heisman, but if he can put together another exceptional season at the quarterback position, um, I feel like that, that bodes well for our, uh, for our future as a program under center.
2: Yeah, I think Joe Burrow was something like 30 to one to win the Heisman coming into last season. So that shows you, and he had already started a whole year for LSU before that. So that shows you like kind of how much he's jacked up the expectations, basically doubling the odds. Um, and you would think they would be even lower for an, an incoming quarterback. Uh, so, I mean, it could definitely happen. Um, Justin Fields last year, uh, in his first real starts was a Heisman finalist. So Miles can do the same if he puts on the show, especially since two of the big competing conferences are no longer in play, at least what we would think. So uh, I think for most people it's Trevor Lawrence or bust for the Heisman and everybody else is just uh, hoping to play spoiler at this point. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. good luck to, to all those quarterbacks out there. I'm ready to see another Heisman winner who's not a quarterback. I wonder where the next time that'll be because it's been a few years. Yeah, well that was my thought too, is like Derek Stanley doesn't get any uh, any higher recognition
0: than than Miles Brennan. I I mean good for Miles. I hope he takes that and runs with it because with uh you know, the wide receivers they already have the, the system, you know, Ensminger's calling the plays again. Uh it's some of the same receivers. I know they're replacing some running backs, but I think the three they have are, are fully capable. Uh but then you have Eric Gilbert coming in which, you know, I don't think anyone can really game plan for yet. So I I, I say, why not, Miles? But, um, you know, Derek Stanley, like if he's returning punts and playing defense, like I imagine him as the next Charles Woodson, which goes to your point, Daniel, like you know, when's the last time you saw uh, like a defensive player much, or even a cornerback win it? And I'd say that would be, when did Woodson win it? Like 97, I think it was. So that's, that's, yeah, that's my answer to you. Maybe. Why not? Why not this year? Why not Derek Stingley?
1: I feel like they, if they, they're going to have to get him some snaps on offense that if he, if he's going to compete for the Heisman. And I think coach has already said that's not going to happen this year. So because even Woodson, even Woodson had snaps, snaps on offense.
0: Yeah. But because of Tyron Matthew, he doesn't necessarily need it. He just has to play lights out defense and, you know, return a few punches.
1: He's got to really, he's got to really be a ball hawk though. True. It's, it's, I don't know. I feel like playing that nickelback position that Tyron played sets you up more, you know, like Stingley is the, is the quintessential cover corner. And, you know, when he's, when he's at his absolute best, it's almost like you don't even know he's there because they don't, they don't even try. Cause he's on an Island. Cause he's on an Island. So, you know, I think it's a little bit, I, I agree with you and I, I want him, I want him so bad to be the, to be, you know, the first defensive Heisman winner in, in forever. But I think that, I think that LSU would kind of have to come in and say, look, we're going to try for this. And so we're going to set up, you know, a, a portion of our game plan will be devoted to getting you Heisman, Heisman, you know, uh, Heisman moment moments. Yeah, because I mean that would be like a low key campaign, right? Yeah, they don't,
0: you know, Ed Ed O doesn't have to go out there and talk about Derek Stingley. Just throw him a few uh, jet sweeps here and there or something, and let that play speak for itself. That would be boss. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know if that would happen though, because uh, I guess O's fear is that you know he'd get hurt on offense and they'd lose him for what they really
1: need him for. But one thing to one thing to keep an eye out for. Um, I was flipping through the 2020 uh, uh, like preview edition of Tiger rag and they gave the projected um, the projected starting rosters and at punt returner, they had Trey Palmer, but at kick returner, they had Derek Stingley. So I don't know if that was a, I don't know if that was a typo. I mean, obviously we've seen Trey Palmer return punts for LSU before, I, I don't think we've ever seen Derek Stingley return kicks, though. No, um, but I think that'd be better suited for him. It's like Yeah, he, I think he could do it. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that he can do it. But, um, you know, to be like, typically, though, uh, these days like in college ball, you don't really return – the kicks aren't returned that often. Right, because
0: if it's beyond the goal line, you pretty much just let it fall. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, uh, yeah, it'd be cool because I remember Leonard Fournette, took some kick he didn't do punts but he did kickoffs and he ran he ran a couple back which were nice so I, I don't know maybe that'd be better suited because he'd have more more room to start with but uh,
2: I don't know I think that was about I don't know Daniel did you have a, a take on that uh no not really I'm excited to see how all the position battles shake out going into the season uh and then hopefully some of the young guys will step up and, and make names for themselves but just all looking forward to, to seeing that Amen. Uh, well, I don't know. I didn't really
0: have anything else. Did you guys have any, uh, anything else you wanted to put out there or any last thoughts?
2: Uh, I think that's about it. It's been an interesting start to the, the LSU school year. We've had one out of four days of class, with the rest being canceled. So um, hopefully nothing too serious happens to all our listeners with the hurricane. And uh, we'll be checking back in with y'all next week.
1: Uh, one final thought before you go uh, this weekend, we got, the first game of oblong leather ball, AKA football uh, being played at the collegiate level, it, central Arkansas versus Austin P university. Um, I'll be watching. I think it's like a primetime game on ESPN. It shows you, shows you what you got on, on sports these days. Tell us when I, uh, I don't know when it is <laughs> oh. just typed it up and then killed it. I know. I think it's, a, <laughs> I, I'm going to say seven. It's a seven. <laughs> awesome. Seven this Saturday. I'll be watching that. Might have to throw a few bucks on, uh, on the central Arkansas bears or whatever they are. Right. Right. Uh, well, Hey, good luck. Tell
0: us, tell us how that goes. Um, yeah. And speaking of uh, classes, man, uh, it's totally unrelated to LSU stuff, but I just saw that there was like 500, like they had to cancel class at Bama. 500 students came down yeah. with COVID or something. I'm like, I told you, better watch them COVID parties. But they didn't listen. So hopefully things are a lot better in Baton Rouge, around the lakes, and just around you know Louisiana in general, uh, especially now that a hurricane's coming. I heard that you know, allows things to spread more somehow you know if everyone's home or just rushing to the store to get stuff so uh with that note uh please be careful and as we usually say here on talking tigs stay safe stay tuned and tune in next time on talking tigs